This is episode 473 for July 2017, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is a cover of the 1960s Spider-Man theme from a group called Adrenaline OD. And if you'd like to listen to the full video, uh, I put a link up on our message board at spidermancrawlspace.com. Just look for this episode title, and it'll be at the top of every forum that you can comment on this episode and also listen to the video. Before we get to our satellites, I want to give a couple thanks to people that support our website and our podcast through Patreon. They help us pay the bills each and every month. So uh, at this level, I can give a shout-out to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Michael R., and Daryl. Thank you very much. There's several different tiers where you can uh, drop a few dollars to help pay the bills. There's also some rewards to it. And we also have a goal. If we hit $300, uh, the panel will review the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, DVD commentary style. That would be really fun. And that will be an exclusive podcast for Patreon members. So if you'd like to hear that, drop a few dollars in and and support this site, which I hope you enjoy. Also, uh, we've started recording video and streaming it on YouTube when we record these podcasts. So if you would go to YouTube and youtube.com and then slash Spider-Man Crawl Space, you can see what all the panelists look like, including the ever-elusive JR and George, who everybody wants to see what they look like. We've started doing that monthly, so you can check that out. Also, subscribe to it so you can get an update when we are live or when we're going to record. And also, we put daily content on our front page and our Facebook page. So go to facebook.com slash Spider-Man Crawl Space on Facebook. All right, gang, we've got a lot of satellites to tackle. Let's get it. Let's uh, tackle satellites. Uh, we have a second Spider-Man sister title now. We've got uh, Peter yes. Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number one. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you've got this one. Talk about this one. Well, it's written by Chip Zdarsky. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And mm-hmm. I it's think Adam Kubert, it's, it's pronounced Smith. It's actually pronounced Smith, yes. Um, and Abert, Adam Kubert on the art. And we start off with Spider with Peter Parker with Spider-Man retelling his origin. And you know, and then tell Johnny Storm basically says, dude, enough. Enough with the origin. We've heard it a number of times. And they're basically bantering back and forth, eating shawarma on like a rooftop. And then and then so I like, and Peter's like, oh, but I feel like I need to get more uh, you know virgin and everything. So then they basically take off, they fun. say hey, goodbye. And then, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah. they they go off and he basically Spidey stops a mugging in progress and he gets helped by Aunt Scott Lane Ant Man. And the person he helps is a woman named by the name of Rebecca London, who basically decides to ask Spider Man out on a date. Like she literally like gives him his card and everything and stuff. How you doing? And, <laughs> yeah, how you do yeah. Hey, you want to go swing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so Ant-Man, he's kind of short because his, his uh, size changing, uh, his pin particle things, his helmet got damaged by Orca or something. So he can't like, he's like kind of like very small than usual. So they're going to see this guy. So he was going to see this guy called a Mason. And it's not, no, it's not the Freemasons or anything. It's not anything like that. It's, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> He's not doing like the secret hand signals or shakes or anything. No. It is, turns is there, out. Is there a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence? 
Ben the Penance, yeah. <laughs> JR's There's probably the only guy. person aside from me and Brad that knows who Perry Mason is, and I just sang his theme song. Yeah. No one caught yeah. it. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Oh, yeah. Raymond Burr. Well, also, no, this Raymond Mason Burr from actually Godzilla. Looks, yeah. See, this Mason looks like uh, Andre the Giant. Um, <laughs> I think he looks like the Kingpin with the wig. I really do. He kind of does. He looks like, like Andre the Giant. Mike's right. He, he does. Looks, yeah, he looks a lot but, like but he basically turns out that he's actually the Tinker's brother. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, he, so, and he does kind of the same thing the Tinker does, except he does this text improvements for superheroes. And also, who's actually his assistant is Utau Jackson from Horizon Lab. So we finally figured, yay, we figured out what happened to this guy, even though no one really cared. Yeah, no one really cared. character here. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he helps fix, you know, fix spider-man's web shooters because they kind of jammed up at one point and so and oh and there's this whole subplot involving like peer at stark uh like a like a stark phone like it's supposedly like encrypted that was on this mugger and spider-man's like i gotta figure out what's on this phone like why is it encrypted and so it basically leads him to the coordinates of in uh chicago um so then he goes to as he's going to the flight to chicago peter calls up Rebecca, the woman he just met like hours ago, and asked her, "Says, hey, we should get. The, I'm Sp- It's Spider Man. We should get together and everything. Like, okay, yeah." And so he goes to the um, ends up going to the suburb in the house, and he gets attacked by Riri Williams, Iron, otherwise known as Ironheart. Um, everybody, you know, who appears in Invincible Iron Man, and that's kind of how the story ends on that cliffhanger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I give this about maybe a C plus. I mean, I think it's okay. I mean, it's all right. I mean, but I think there was just the art's pretty good. But I think what, what about happened. The sister? What about the yeah, sister? You, you completely. Oh, I for the actual clip. The actual cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is a sister, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, right, the um, the <laughs> Teresa Parker. <laughs> Teresa Parker. Well, I didn't. Maybe I didn't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> no. But um, yeah, she's the person who you thought was inconsequential to spider-man family business um actually shows up and to meet johnny storm and he's like yeah i'm i'm Teresa. i'm peter parker's sister he's like what you know and everyone's yeah. you know so so there's something going to be going on with that there i'm actually but that was another pro that i'm actually appreciating that they're actually we're actually following up something on that that there's actually Right. Oh, you know, so. oh, look, continuity other than Dan Slott. I'm sorry. It's, Re- refresh yes, me, refresh yeah. me, Mike, because I, I haven't read Family Business in a long time. You did, and you reviewed it. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> oh. No, I remember the book. I don't remember the context. It's not really his okay. sister. or what, how, how is that relationship? Well, yeah. here's the thing. Okay, so she approaches Peter. She's like, a, she's like an opera. Like, the idea was that she claims to be Peter Parker's sister like because she was born – um, while his parents were like in captivity, and then she was raised as supposedly, and then she got to, supposedly, supposedly, and then she got, and then she became some kind of I don't know if she became an MI six agent of some kind or whatever it is, but she's some kind of secret agent or something. And so she got back in touch with Peter, and they went on this mission involving um, going to like to get some stuff involving the kingpin and everything. But at the end of that issue, it still it is kind of implied that yes, that. Peter's mom was pregnant, um, presumably. So, you know, when she, when he was right before their like last mission that they were going to go on together. So she might be Peter's sister, younger sister, um, or she might not. So there is kind of that 
it's kind of there's an implication there she could be or could not be. So it's still kind of up in the air. But it's it kind of the end what, strongly implied that maybe she what, is. What what did uh, Peter's parents what what context did he have with th- those two have with this this daughter? I mean, did they know oh, each other? Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't understand that how that she was born at the same time as what you said. I forget the story. No, in other words, she, in other words, before they go on their last mission, okay, she tells she tells Richard that she is that they maybe we were going to expect another child. Okay, so Peter's already with Aunt May and Uncle Ben by this point, and before yeah. they go on their mission, th- they go before they go on thing, and so supposedly the idea is that that what she was pregnant while they were ca- while they were captured by you know the oh, Red Skull Red and everything Skull, like okay. this. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so let's, that's let's go. Uh, what's your grade, sir, for this one? Um, like I said, I think it's a C plus. I think it's I think it's all right in terms of uh, you know the artwork thing, but I think it kind of was felt like it wasn't really. It wasn't really kind of. There's no real story to it. Actually, yeah. there's no real kind of like nothing really kind of connected or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, here's Peter with Johnny Storm. Oh, here he is with Ant Man. Oh, and here he is with getting a date. Oh, here he is showing up at the at this at this. At the Under the Giants, you know, high tech lab. And oh, here he goes to Chicago. And every, it's like, there's nothing, there's no real connect, there's no real kind of narrative or thing. It's just a bunch of interactions, I kind of felt now, like to me. Now, and stuff with like satellites, that. not everyone has read the issues. So uh, if you've read this, yeah. if you'd like to volunteer your grade, I give it a B. I, I thought it felt more like Spider Man than Amazing did. Maybe it's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It did. Yeah. That is, He's I mean, it did feel like a, as big of a loser in this in this book as he is in his main book. As big well. as, but he still is. And I gave yeah. it, I gave it a D. I gave it a D. Why? Uh, Zadarsky's not funny. He tries too hard to be. And not only yeah. is he is, is Peter not funny. Uh, all the all the characters are doing that thing back uh, that uh, they did in the Brain Trust, and also uh, also with Slot. Slot does this a lot, where every every character's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. So it really just kind of drowns out Peter. Peter really should be the only one, or Spider-Man should be the only one trying to be funny. And yeah. uh, except for maybe the scene with him and the Human Torch, but I mean everything else, mm-hmm. like Ant-Man's funnier, yeah, than he is here. Even though Ant-Man's really not that funny, it's the same case as Civil War, where Ant-Man was mm-hmm. funnier than uh, Peter Parker in right. the movie. And then, and then, once again, we have goddamn Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, in, in our Spider-Man book. Dream yeah, there's like again. Yeah. There's like about there. Yeah, there's like about three. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The Falcon even shows. Oh well, Cap. Oh Sam Wilson. That, that's that is too. a con for me. And the fact yeah, that there's, like there's about, so there's many heroes. Memo to Marvel: Stop combining Iron Man and mm-hmm. Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not peanut butter and jelly, is it? No, no it's like you reach for your jar of peanut butter. And because it's your jar of peanut butter and you want to eat out of it and you grab your spoon and you go in there and, and, and somebody else is like licking out of it like Zach or somebody. <laughs> what kind of analogy Excuse was me? that? <laughs> Excuse me? What? Get, your, get your tongue and face out of my peanut butter, asshole. <laughs> Spencer and Jared. I know, I know Spencer read the book. What do you think your grade would be on that one? Uh, B, a B plus. B plus. Yeah. JR. <laughs> oh wow! I, I gave this a C minus. I mean, really? Is that this, was, this was juvenile. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's like it, like George said, trying too hard to be funny, trying yep. too hard to be everything's quippy, trying you know, uh, and 
you know, he just again, it was like, you know, like in fact, although it's more mature than that uh, free comic book day thing, that was atrocious. Oh, yeah. That was atrocious. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Re- Rebecca London looks exactly like Nurse Arrow. Remember Nurse Arrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. I do. Looks exactly like her. Who's you Nurse know. Arrow? You know, she and then was really basically uh, Chris Austin's like um, Mary Sue from the X Men books who was dating uh, Havoc. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, she was, was like, okay. like, she was the actual embodiment of the other in Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man yep. during the Peter yep. Neighborhood run. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking of another person. I was thinking of I was thinking of another. You're thinking of Marrow. And then and then we've yeah. got and, and then we've got like the good tinker, you know. And, and it's like, wait a minute. Are are we going to have like another go to character to fix Spider Man stuff? Is this what this is being set up for? We don't need this. We don't need another go. Let Spidey fix his own stuff. Spite, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought. Let's not have him have a high tech suit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's fixing his web shooters. His web shooters. I mean, yeah, come on, his web shoes. The guy built it. Uh, you know, it's but it's like you know. I feel like oh, well, here's another supporting character we don't need. You know, and um, mm-hmm. you know, doing a function that nobody needs to do. Um, you know, I mean, didn't you know? It seems like every writer tries to create one. Didn't Straczynski create Leo, yeah. the tailor guy? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and of course, there's the night nurse who heals the, you know, but she's been around for a long time, but. You know, it's like everybody's got to come up with some superhero assistant squad. You know, so, mm. I'm so, I'm I'm uh, more with Spencer than I am with Jr. In this, I liked it a lot better. Uh, Spencer, what's what? What did yeah, you like I, about I, it? You know, see, I used to respect Spencer's opinion. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What did you like about it, Spencer? Uh, I like that they actually brought back the friendship between Giant Storm and Peter Parker because, like. Yeah, like gone for years, and it's like, well, Fantastic Four are gone now. It's like, oh no, here he is. There's one of them. Yeah. They're they're here, mm-hmm. and like they've always had like kind of like I say like a sibling kind of like brother mm-hmm. relationship where they like they're just like they just joke around and do stuff. And it was nice to see that again, and I did like an idea of um like like he said good tinkerer because like. <laughs> <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like the idea. It's like it's like with some characters, it's like, well, what if they like do need to like actually have her like like stuff very I mean, you have the tinkerer who's doing stuff for the villains. Shouldn't there be one for the heroes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's already a bunch of them. I mean, it's like it is. Uh, what do you think of the whole give, sister aspect? Give that man a hug. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the sister aspect, Fettingers? <laughs> Go ahead, Spin. Um, I mean, like I like I'm interested, but like I don't know. Like it's it's like it's like it's fine. I'm pretty sure like some hopefully I'll like enjoy the outcome. But it's kind of like yeah, I'll see where it goes. I think it's funny. Lord President on YouTube says no one is safe from Jr. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know the sister subplot doesn't bother me as much as someone might think it would because it's an old soap opera plot. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 the relatively, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, as, as long as it has a story and a resolution, unlike robot parents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if this, I mean, whether or not she is his sister, uh, if, if the story, if this story, you know, plays out in a reasonable amount of time, has a reasonable amount of logic, whether she is or not, I, you know, I just want a good story. Yeah. So, 
All right. Yeah. Uh, let's. Look, mm-hmm. We need to start plowing these uh, satellites a little yeah. faster. Uh, yeah. Renew your vows, number eight, George. Yeah. Okay. So uh, renew your vows, uh, number eight. Um, since we're supposed to be going through these pretty pretty fast now. Uh, an I'm incident, sorry. <laughs> an incident in the subway with Mysterio uh, has Mary Jane thinking she needs to increase her power potential so that she doesn't put so much of a drain on Peter. Um, and so she goes to Liz Allen, of all people, to try to find uh, a solution uh, to, uh, to, to her power needs, her superpower needs, and winds up uh, with a symbiote. And for some reason, despite being terrified by Venom, she makes her suit look exactly like Venom. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes out. She beats up a bank robber, goes home. She's tired. She wakes up in the middle of the night. She has a nightmare about Peter and Annie getting eaten by a symbiote. Wakes up. She's falling out from a bridge. And then she attacks a ship full of people. Goes back home and is like, oh, my God, these are the best pancakes I've ever had. And, hey, our power problems are solved. I'm, I'm a new me. Okay. What's your, what, what's your grade for it? Uh, uh, this, this, is, this is a C plus. Mm. Um, and I still like this book. I still love Conway and Stigman. This is still a book that we need, that we both need and deserve. Um, but Mary Jane would not. Put on a venom would not put no. on some kind of new costume and make it look like venom. She just I, no, I she agree. would not do that. Not with her history. Yeah, um, just wouldn't happen. And and again, we have here a scene where Mary Jane and I love Mary Jane. You guys know this, but mm-hmm. my biggest thing about this book was I did not ever want to see Mary Jane be a superhero. And here's Mary Jane outshadowing Spider Man in a Spider Man book. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing a throwing a damn subway car in a Mysterio, and it's an awesome panel. And I look at that, and I'm like, "That's pretty cool. This should be Spider Man doing these things." Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because we don't see he, he damn sure doesn't kick this kind of ass in the main book. <laughs> you know, but it's like even in the surrogate title, it's like you know we have to focus on that. I was it was just disappointed by it. I mean, uh, this is this is still a strong book, and I, I enjoyed it. It's just when I when I saw Mary Jane wearing. You know, powering up and wearing Venom colors, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Yeah, because you are not a Venom fan. So I, I well, I, I, no, 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 it's not even that. Mary Jane's not a Venom fan. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Mary yeah. Jane hates right, that yeah. costume. Yeah, she yeah, hates it. The moment she, right. the moment she sees like a black suit and it has like that liquid, that similar kind of properties, that's when she's just like, "Oh, I'm out." But no, apparently, nope. But. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, was, it just that was a misfire. That was a yeah, big was. misfire. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's a con. The pr- you, you said some pros how the artwork's awesome and cool panels mm-hmm. and cons are. Uh, P- Spider Man should be the star. Anything else, George? Do you want to talk about? We can go around and for grades from people. Um. No, I think I covered it. I mean, okay. you're, you're saying we need to move through stuff quickly. Yeah. I, 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 I think. Uh, I, uh, I Grades for yeah. anybody that read it, I'd, I'd probably give it a B. Yeah, B minus. I kind of give it the same. I kind of give it the same as George. Actually, I think yeah. it's um, you know, for for the reasons he stated. Yeah. yeah. With Mary Jane, that's a big error. Yeah. That's yeah. a big error putting her in a Venom yeah. costume. Jr. Yeah, Spencer, uh, I, I'm, I'm holding. Yeah, I I would give it a. a I think I'd give it a C plus. I think this yeah. this is the first issue that's kind of gone a little wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the whole, really, I'm. I mean, I understand why Venom is, 
you know, and I've, I've explained, you know, I never really like venom, but I understand why he's popular, but I have too much venom, you know, just too much mm-hmm. venom. We don't, we don't need venom in this, you know, mm-hmm. this series. Right. Spencer, did you read it by chance? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give okay. it the- Okay. Zach, were you ready to say something real quick? Uh, I was going to give a visual aid when Peter wore the black mask to go yeah. rescue Mary Jane during Mark of Kanark. He, liter- he literally says, I know you hate this costume, but it's all- the only thing I had left. So uh, this was issue number 58 of uh, Agitable Sweater. Burn the oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. What book should we do next? Zach, you want to do Miles Morales? 18 and 19? Yeah. Let me okay. – uh, well, this is this is actually 17, 18, and 19 because we – Oh, we got three. My goodness. We got yeah. three. All right. But I'm, I'm going to do everything at once. So, uh, okay. Let's go down. All right. Miles Morales, 17, 18, and 19, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Oscar uh, Balzadua. Yeah, I haven't read any of this. Justin, uh, Justin Ponsor is the colorist. <laughs> <laughs> JR is making me JR says I haven't read any of this crap. Anyway, <laughs> supposed to hear that. No, that was funny. Forgot the mute button. Anyway, I wish I wish Ashley were here because because of this opening scene. A hammerhead and black cat bust into a warehouse owned by the mysterious Mister D. <laughs> okay. My twelve year old my twelve year old self got started. Why? What uh, why? Why did it, what was that funny? <laughs> Mr. D. Well yeah, but she likes what, the D. Is that like Mr. J? Doesn't like the D. Like, oh, all right, all right. Moving on to B. Right, what are you talking right. about, Zach? Come on. Cat thre- Let's go. Cat threatens <laughs> uh, cat black uh, cat, cat threatens the lives of the men inside, but only to get the message across to Mr. D to keep his hands to himself or off her stuff. She decides to start a war for reasons. <laughs> That's exactly what Hammerhead says to her. You're gonna start a war. Yeah. Okay. We then cut to Miles and his mom talking about how he got his powers, and basically he tells her the truth. And and the major difference here is that they were trying to replicate the original radioactive spider that Peter had, it altered spider. So basically, we're gonna negate the entire Ultimate Universe. So again, we're getting mm-hmm. a slightly tweaked Ultimate or. Uh, uh, version of miles morales okay all right uh gonky is talking with gold balls about how lucky he is <laughs> <What? and mutant. laughs> what? that's a real character gold ball that's an actual character it's a character, character from the x-men ben, bendis wrote him it's in a, x-men yeah. he can create giant gold it's balls an X-Men. Mutant power. he literally creates giant gold balls uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second miles really doesn't yeah. want to hear this conversation just like the rest of us and he leaves to go on patrol <laughs> He then he runs into a bar where uh, he completely like owns the place. He just starts beating mm-hmm. ass. Uh, Danica, the uh, the fangirl that uh, has been in much of this run where she's on YouTube and she's talking about how awesome Spider Man is, uh, and Gonky meet and he's uh, really secretive towards her, but she's like, I need a, like I need a name. Like he won't tell her his uh, his actual name, so he's like, Oh, here it comes. Uh, so like uh, she's like, tell him. So, so let's have an alias. He goes. Ned. <laughs> of course, he chooses Ned. <laughs> they then kiss off screen. Mm-hmm. Next issue opens up with Bombshell, who is trying to increase her online presence and her presence in an actual book because I had forgotten she still exists. Mm-hmm. Explosion happens because it's Hammerhead. <laughs> he then tells her he's uh, not hitting abroad or a kid, and that she's both. 
but she's a dumb arse and decides to blow him up. Uh, because that's her characterization. Yeah, pretty and much. Hammer, and Hammerhead whips her, you know, like he should. Oh, but for some reason, like what? Hammerhead... <laughs> Well, because he's hammerhead and she's an experienced kid. Yeah, he should. So she should be whipped. He should win this battle. Well, no, <laughs> she, he should win this battle. God, I'm trying to get through this, dude. Anyway, <laughs> try harder. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Miles discuss discusses with Gold Balls what happened last issue that he lost control of himself and nearly God. killed everybody in the bar. And he gets. <laughs> and he gets <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guys did that. <laughs> it's, fu- it's hysterical. Oh my gosh. He, get, uh, he gets a text that Lana, who is bombshells alter ego, is in the hospital, so he goes there. He finds out through the do- a conversation with the doctor that it's Hammerhead, so Miles is like, oh, hell no. So He's making stuff up like goes, JR does now. <laughs> Goes and whips and, and just decides to wreck shop once again and nearly kills Hammerhead. He's even uh, like Hammerhead even remarks like Miles is going to the dark side, man. Like uh, he before he before Miles decides to hesitate and he gets hit in the chest, knocking uh, and gets knocked out by Hammerhead. We cut to Miles's dorm where his mom shows up. The place is empty. And is she's his mom talking to gold balls? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, not, this, not, not this particular time. What uh, the, the place is empty. <laughs> yeah. The place is empty, and that is the end of the issue. So okay. we finally get to the current, the most recent issue. Gold balls saves Miles with the help of not twelve. <laughs> We're all twelve. <laughs> and a random, a random taxi taxi cab driver. Why didn't they use Uber? It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saves him with his gold balls and uh, <laughs> helps him get home. Mom was there, and she decides to be the only reasonable adult in this situation and take him to the hospital. They discuss about how he almost lost it with Hammerhead and the people in the bar. She motivates him to uh, motivates Miles to be better. After uh, getting patched up, he goes to visit Lana, and then Fabio, who is go- who's actually gold balls alter ego, goes to check on her. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pointed out and said uh, in chat the moment where Spencer is the most mature one on the panel. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer's like, oh god, you guys are like twelve, and I'm I'm the only one that's fifteen right now. Anyway, so uh, gold balls checks on (laughs) her. Can we just call him GB instead? George uh, Berman, George Berman, he called ball. The synergy is up. Uh, all right, Fabio. What's <laughs> uh, your damn initials? George Goldballs. <laughs> Just call him GB. We we'll all know who we're talking about. Goldballs or George? Fabio is Fabio Goldballs. <laughs> uh, is talking with Lana, and she she reveals to him that she thinks that Miles is in love with her because of the amount of devotion he he showed in fighting with the Hammerhead. She's crushing really hard, right? Because she thinks that she's in love with him too. Because she's like twelve. I love um, gold. <laughs> gold uh, but what balls. she doesn't know, wah, wah. What she doesn't know is the man. But what she doesn't know, Fabio is in love with her. He has the mopey sad face that I made 10 years ago when all my friends dated the girls that I liked because I was stuck in the friend zone. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel for you, brother. Only if you had gold balls. <laughs> you don't have. You don't have to turn. <laughs> you don't have to turn a bad story into like an analogy of uh, your own personal failures. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it happens. <laughs> so Hammerhead decides. End of the issue. Hammerhead decides he's going to augment his body. Again, again. Because <laughs> I remember the last time we saw Hammerhead before you know before Bendis decided to bring him back. Yep. He got augmented. Remember the cat Chris Pachalo art is written by Joe Kelly. Anybody mm-hmm. remember this? The Gauntlet. Yeah, Why I can't do. we keep continuity straight? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Pros. I like the arts. Uh, I don't. I've never seen anything with this guy, uh, Oscar uh, Balzadua. He, he did a really good job. The only thing that my minor quibble on the artwork is why is uh, why does Hammerhead have a five head? Like you've heard of a forehead. This guy has like a five. Yeah, head. he's got this like, you know, like, like he's, it's not shaped like an anvil, aka Ramita, but it's like it's like eyes of Texas. It's like basically um, like he. It's like basically like uh, Pacelli like drew somebody like in a funhouse mirror when they were doing the Hammerhead's mm-hmm. head. Yeah, it's like right. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just following the character model that that. Pacelli established, but uh, this is weird. Uh, Miles, Miles is so overpowered. Can mm-hmm. we just say it? Like he is. He's massively overpowered. I just the the only good thing about this is being him being a little overpowered is that it's kind of nice to see a Spidey cut loose and whip ass. I wish that mm-hmm. Peter Parker would whip ass. His- that poor dog in the background. That's- I know it's yeah. just <laughs> so heartbreaking. God. <laughs> <laughs> My new nickname for Zach's going to be Movie of the Week. (laughs) Benji needs a brother named Gold Balls. (laughs) Oh, Oh, poor dog. That's so horrible. Uh, Yeah. That was one of the worst days of my life was when my dog got hit by a car, and I was was two hours away. Mm. Hornacek says Benji is stealing the show. Yep. Oh. Oh, I'm glad he's still on the show. I just wish he was, you know, not wearing a cone of shame. Uh, yeah. So this is clearly, obviously, um, <laughs> you understand that ben- Bendis' pacing is really slow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just understand that. So it's one of those things where you just accept it and, go- and move on. This was so much better at, at a read, re- doing three issues. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, the heart's heart with his mom and everything like that. That's nice. Uh, I-, I like that we're getting character development because she's been – Massively underused. Yeah. Um, Gold balls. <laughs> I hadn't. I, I hadn't read his X Men. Like I, I read part. I read his uh, X Men run when they brought back the five kids. Mm-hmm. Time to space X Men. But I really didn't read like Uncanny or whatever. Yeah. So this is not. Uh, I, I I didn't know who Gold Balls was. I Wasn't Bendis' uh, run on the X Men like really super brief? It's well, like he has like four, yeah. four or five years, or maybe yeah, three he, to four. It was three, well. It was about three years. Yeah, okay. three years, yeah. So, uh, again... Did he manage uh, to give us gold balls? I yeah. like gold and balls. Even, and they even and even have characters, like, when because when he shoots... When, when, when gold balls shoots out his gold balls, the characters okay. are like... Okay, okay. <laughs> well, friend we have indeed. <laughs> the various characters, the various pedestrians, they think his balls are, like, big and shiny, and they decide to pick them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, all right, all right, all right. We, we, we've heard enough. Let's let, what's your grade yeah. on Miles Morales? I'm, I'm, gonna give it, I'm giving it a B. It's a, it's a B. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> there we go for balls. 
Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, begs us all to move on and then, then takes us right back where we were. <laughs> well, whatever, GB. <laughs> anybody else read it? Anybody else have a grade for it? I got to look up what this guy looks uh, like. Yeah, he's, okay. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's see. We've got uh, Mike. You want to do Spider-Man Deadpool? Uh, yeah, which there's two. There's actually two issues of it. So I'll try to go through it fast. But okay, yeah. Basically, eighteen kind of wraps up the whole itsy bitsy storyline. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Deadpool kind of fight. Itsy bitsy, who's kind of all suddenly mutated. She tries to get in there. Um, and there's a news chopper that's watching this whole thing, and. It looks like you know Deadpool like pulls a bunch of grenades and everything. They spoke. It looks like Spider Man actually kills her. Uh, but and so which makes it was, was Mephisto somehow watching this because he remember he's this is all about like he wants to get Peter Parker's soul for himself. He wants him to kill days. somebody. Yeah, he wants to kill somebody. But it turns out it Spider Man didn't actually kill her. It was actually Deadpool using one of Nightcrawler's like uh, image inducers. Mm-hmm. and to make himself look like Spider Man. And so so he did that to basically. Um, so that Spider-Man, so he could save Spider-Man, but so, but in doing so, he's kind of reverted back to, um, thing. And there's a point where Mephisto, like when he's watching this, he's like, "No, Spider-Man, I, why can't I ruin this guy and everything?" And Weasel, who is kind of in cahoots with Mephisto in this, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna pack my bags and leave." And he says, "Oh no, not so." Mephisto's like, "Nope, not so fast." You know, he says, "I want," you know, he says, and so. Weasel's like, wait, wait, how about if I offer you Deadpool's soul? And says, oh, I'm listening. And so the issue kind of ends with Peter, with, with Spider-Man Deadpool kind of having like a little, you know, you know, kind of a moment, like a, a little bro, friendship bro kind of thing. Yeah, a little bro talk thing. Like he's a Spider-Man thanks, you know, you know, thanks him for like, you know, saving it, you know, like kind of like preventing him from doing a big mistake. And then it, we see like that Itsy Bitsy actually isn't dead, but she's kind of turned into like the small spider. And I presume with going hitting with these two construction guys or something, but who I think it may be Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis in comic book form. I don't know, but it just, but yeah, it kind of, that kind of ends the thing. I actually thought, oh, this is not too bad. I give it about a B or something, but yeah, then we get on to the next, then we get to the next issue. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one, but I, real quick to the 18, I really didn't understand the, the twist at the end, but you explained it better than okay. the storyteller. So, yeah. I, the, I, I was, the art was confusing, I thought. Yeah, because the idea is supposed to be like his image inducer, and it was confusing at first. You're kind of like mm-hmm. doing a double take. like You're like, yeah. what's going on? And you're like, oh, it's supposed to be Deadpool, because he's got the little yellowy yellow um letter you know word balloons that was kind of the first clue like you have to it go was back nice and- to see mephisto getting one over i mean uh the guys right the boys getting one over on mephisto but- yeah and i like the fact that mephisto was basically how he introduces like like almost like the crypt keeper where he's yeah. like oh you're going about to read the story about the fall of you know like it's all yeah. that stuff but um yeah so anyway we get to 19 mm-hmm. um yeah um, 19, I've, I'm, I'm a, uh, it's written by, um, this one is a new creative team we get on this for briefly. It's the same guy that did, um, I guess the debt, you know, the, he did substituted one time. I forgot his name and I don't really, yeah, that's how was it was. Was it a fill in on, um, this title? It was a fill in. It was a, yeah, it's a kind of fill in the thing because 18 was Joe, Joe Kelly and Mimic is his last issue on the book. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting like a series of new other different creative teams. And so now it's like a two part thing. 
So we get the story about where Peter is like walking out. You're talking at me where there's a guy, there's this woman by the name of Miss Cologne. And she basically, she's trying to, she wants to find out what happened to her, you know, cause her husband got, she's a widow and her husband was supposedly killed by a guy driving a car who was distracted from watching Spider-Man and the Vulture fight way back in issue Amazing Spider-Man number two. And so she wants Peter to get hit the, the, um, the negatives of the, of that fight because she knows he was a photographer. So, and so Peter's like, okay, yeah, I've got some friends of the bugle. I can take care of that. Well, as she leaves, he says like, well, screw that. That's going to be too much red tape to be knowing Jonah. So I'm going to break in to the Daily Bugle archives, which for some reason are in Hoboken, New Jersey. Why they're not in New York and, and you know, but oh well. So then he goes right next up, to the Frank Sinatra Museum in Hoboken. Yeah, it's like <laughs> why? Okay, why? And so he goes he goes on the, the sand line of the ferry and there's Deadpool's like they're, you know, trying to intervene with some, against some douche guy who's basically trying to harass some lady and he's like mind if i could in and so the spidey like webs him up and then there's this point and here's where the bit and it's spidey tells him like why are you making a joke about you know why are you trying to make light of this stuff deadpool this is uh, sometimes i think we need to be i'll take our jobs more seriously we need to basically that maybe we can save more lives that way now guess what the running gag of this issue is what's that they no still jokes. can't no more jokes, and they can't. Of course, they can't help but take jokes. And then the other thing is, they run into whether they they run into slapstick, oh, a living Lord. cartoon. And guess what? The running gag involved with him is it's what? because he has no portion of his anatomy, and they keep bringing oh, that up. Uh, that would be. You should team up with Gold Ball. Spencer said it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this case, uh, Slapstick doesn't have. He he has no Gold Ball. Or he had. He literally had. You know, because I can't you know, believe Gold Ball regrets his decision to invite Spencer on the show. Yeah. Yes. So, but yeah. So the and. So they team up with him because he supposedly was hired to basically get the negatives too, and they made and it by the the New Jersey mob, by some secret mob boss, and they it's why and it, it basically they return the negatives back the negative back to the, um, the the widow, but it turns out it's you know slapstick to photo scenes. and guess take a wild guess who the mob boss is. It's the husband that the widow thought that was dead, and they uh, so yeah. That's um, like this one's not very good. No, what, it was. Great it's trying to. Oh, I gave this about a D. Um, right. I think I think the art's okay, um, but it was just one of these things where it's just taking this really this obvious one joke premise of like they think like, oh, we're not we we should be we should we're not going to be telling jokes and everything. We need to be serious and stuff because this is a serious thing because, and there you know there's even a point where Peter like thinking well first it was Uncle Ben. Then it was Gwen, and now I've caused the death of some other guy that I we never even heard of before, even though he's not really dead. And it's like, uh, it's and also the slapstick guy in there, and they're thinking, like thinking, oh, you know, complaining about how he has no dingus and everything. That's all. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that's just you know, that's it's, it's just kind of it's 
Those are the, and then, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> going south. No, seriously, that and figuratively. <laughs> and the thing is, which is, which is, I which thought I think it's kind of dumb. Snort. <laughs> which I think is kind of dumb with Sassy because he's a little. What, what the hell are you because wearing, Zach? I, what, what are you wearing? I was, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Frank Sinatra. I saw my. I had my uh, fedora hat yeah. sitting out, so I thought I'd. Uh, apparently, I look but like I'm about like, to tell a bedtime story according to Spencer on the on the on the. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's like, right. but oh my I mean, God. I find the guys who has, hustle me for money on the streets of Cleveland every day. <laughs> but that's oh, the thing about slapstick. Sure. So this is supposed to be like his, 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 like, oh, this is his angst thing. Like he does, like he's missing thing. Like, well, wait a minute, you're a living cartoon. You could literally blow your hand up to supersize. Couldn't you just like clench your cheeks and just pop one out? I mean, oh, I wow, look at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, bottom line, that's a uh, the new creative team of Spidey Deadpool does not live up to the previous. No, it does not. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of it was yeah. disappointing and everything. But yeah. uh, I think I'll tackle my two. So this, so Spidey Deadpool is probably getting canceled now. I don't know. It sells pretty good. Oh, well, still, yeah, but that still was pretty good. good. Yeah, that was when I don't know how long and Kelly. Were on it. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a new team on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people are gonna. I don't think it's gonna survive losing Joe. Well, Kelly. that's the thing. They keep going. They're good. They're doing like wrote different creative teams, like for different stories and so. Yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna be like an anthology book now. <clears throat> Who's doing it now so. instead of instead of uh, Kelly? He can't even. Yeah, name Kelly and Kelly McGinnis are not gonna be on this anymore. They've kind of like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who's did, who, who did this issue though? Oh gosh, um, I forgot what. That's the thing. That's okay, yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah I, I see a long future ahead of Spidey and Deadpool. Okay. Yeah, you don't even remember the name of the new writer. I don't. Yeah, I, I did. I even. I even did a review of this thing early of of on on the, on the site I did, and for I totally forgot. My mind just completely blank on their on their Ma- name. Masked but, guy yeah. on uh, YouTube says Spencer should come on the show more often. I would agree. He's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The book. I've got two books. Uh, one has a Stegron, so I'll save that for the second one. Uh, the first one is Spider-Man 29, written by Peter David and Will Sliney. Uh, Peter has, I mean, Peter, Miguel is uh, stuck in uh, 2019 trying to find out what caused 2099 to be destroyed. And the uh, Tyler Stone, uh, which is his daddy, uh, made it back to 2099 and, and is now in league with the Fist and Sinister Six. And basically, uh, Miguel... A mystery person in the uh, old blue and uh, red costume of 2099 and uh, Miguel's uh, girlfriend slash um, baby mama, I guess as you could say, uh, is uh, fighting hordes of people in Times Square with uh, 2099 Venom, etc. All these people are being controlled somehow and the fight continues and the the spider 299 with the classic suit takes off a glove and little spiders come off the hand no oh, george has gold balls toward i didn't think we did props george <laughs> little did you know he had gold balls on your desk oh anyway uh so tempest is his uh girlfriend and uh she says to 299 they're not spiders they're arachna knots Anyway, did you almost say arachnuts? Arachnuts. <laughs> anyway, Tempest is happy to see that Miguel is under the the mask. Uh, still, we don't know uh, who is under the blue mask. So, uh, come to find out, the villain 
uh, is named Asia, and she is controlling people through uh, an app on the phones, and that's how she's controlling the hordes of people in New York City in 2019. So she uh, tells everybody to jump off a cliff, literally. And so uh, he doesn't have the the three people don't have enough web f- fluid, so he recruits several people to help save the citizens. So who does he ask to help? Spider Man, of course. You've got Miles and you've got Silk show up to help stop the people jumping off the cliff. So we're wondering mm-hmm. throughout the whole book, who is Asia? Who is Asia? Well, Asia is she. Her power is that she can tr- control people on a timeline. And um, she says, I don't need guns or I don't need knives, spears or grenades. I'm the final determiner who who lives and dies. It's not a power I'm fond of using because I like to give my opponents a spring chance. But to hell with you. I just have to pick your pluck your life thread out of the ether, cut it and you'll be no more. And she tries to cut him his his life out of the ether. But he's already dead. Miguel is allegedly dead. And he can't believe that. So he Asia escapes thanks to the 2099 vulture. And as he as Miguel uh, gets back with Tempest, he was he wonders uh, who is the uh, who's the person in the blue classic suit. And and Tempest goes, it's oh, it's uh, Ga- uh, uh, Gabri. You mean G- Gabrielle? Uh, no, not your brother. Our son. So that is oh. Miguel, that is Miguel's uh, kid in the classic suit to be continued in issue twenty five, which is probably the last issue. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So real quick, Michael Reed in yeah. chat uh, wants to point out that Asia is uh, also a continent, <laughs> yeah. and Hornacek wants to point out that Asia is a rotten. Yeah. And mm. also, uh, as I was reviewing this book, I have gone from a near mint. To a very fine. I put the book on my desk. It had uh, water from my Mountain Dew, and I now have a. Uh, this is no longer a mint book. How much did you oh. think you were going to sell it for anyway? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how, okay. How much was it going to sell on eBay, there, Douglas? Yeah. What when in the world? Last, when was the last time? Wow. Was You're last, in a suit now. What in the world? When was the last time <laughs> you sold a comic book from the last twenty years that was above face value? That's true. That's that's true. Uh, what the hell is Zach wearing a suit? He, he's talking about Sinatra. <laughs> you know what? Because- Years ago, I sold my McFarlane's one to ten from nineteen nineties. I guess those were face value too. Okay, I'm going to talk about Stegron, and the biggest Stegron fan I know has not read this book. Is that true? That's true because it has Venom in it. Venom one fifty one. The, the- a, it's like you're saying, hey, here's this awesome. Water burger and it's got double meat in it and it's got bacon and cheese like you like on it. Oh, and also herpes. <laughs> it's got and, then the like, I and then I'm like, I don't want it because I don't want the herpes. And you're like, well, yeah, but you're the biggest water burger fan I know. How come you're not eating the water burger? And I'm like, because there's herpes on it. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's water burger. Yeah. Oh, I, I give I give twenty ninety nine a B. It, it's a solid every month. It's a solid book generally. Yeah. Uh, Venom uh, one fifty one. The land before crime is the mm-hmm. name of it. Written by Mike Costa and Geraldo Gerardo uh, Sandoval, Sandoval is on art. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, previous issue v- uh, Venom and the priest. The suit 
uh, injured the priest. He's in the uh, hospital. Yeah, he's Ed, Ed, yeah. Eddie Brock is apologizing that he didn't mean to do this. And I'll fix it. I swear. And he, as he leaves the ho- uh, hotel room, as he leaves the hospital room, he leaves a little bit of symbiote on the floor. You don't want to. You want to. You want to clean up your mess when you have a symbiote. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he overhears in the, uh, the uh, hospital that this uh, crazy guy. Uh, there's, there's, there's a fangs, uh, huge fangs, horrible slobbers. And we're not talking about venom, George in the sewer. Uh, and Eddie hears this. And he was like, is it a humanoid? Was it a man? Uh, anyway, where did this happen? So he tells him where in the, where in the, Whoa, sewer? hang on the, yeah. to, as to the question, was it a man? Jr. What is it? What is what? Just think there, the, the correct answer is half man, half dinosaur. Oh, you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, all right. So Eddie goes down into the sewer. He's looking for this strange monster. And all of a sudden, a giant dinosaur appears. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like Stegron, but it's not. It's like a Stegron lizard mix. So yeah. the symbiote comes out. They battle. Uh, Venom says... Uh, when you face a real monster, you and George, when I read this, I wish you would have seen it. I hold the panel up to the camera. The Stegron friend bites Eddie Brock by the tongue and rips the tongue almost out of his mouth. And Venom That's goes, not ah. Stegron, though, is it? No, it's no, not it's not. It's one of Stegron's friends. He goes, yeah, Venom goes, ah, anyway, uh, Eddie Brock goes, well, we'll kill you. And so, uh, he kind of does, he, uh, but on the chest, the breast chest plate of the Stegron lizard looking thing, it says Alchemex. So uh, Eddie knows who's in charge of Alchemex. It's Liz Toombs. Uh, up <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So he goes up to uh, Liz and says, what is going on? Why, why is Alchemex got uh, dinosaurs in the sewers? And uh, this guy rolls in and and uh, overhears uh, Liz and uh, Eddie talking and says, hey, is that a symbo- symbiote you got on you? You mind if I a do symbiote? A symbiote. Is that one there? <laughs> the one that symbiotes? You got one of the symbiotes on you? I want to do some tests. So Eddie goes, hey, I'm giving out symbiotes today. It's like Sam's Club. So you can have a free sample of symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like it's in a cup. And you yeah, just go so, by and well, get it. Speaking oh, yeah, of, yeah, he got- here, look at this, George. He puts it in a cup. Just like you said, Zimbo in a cup, free at Sam's. Okay, so uh, Liz says, hey, Alchemax has been teaming up with – Alchemax has been teaming up with the federal government, and we're doing some military stuff. And, you know, uh, we just happened to have Stegron. Uh, He was in in the vault or whatever. We had had control of him, and we were were wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the part where Eddie Brock makes fun of Stegron. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? So uh, Liz says, this is Stegron. Using a modified version of the serum that changed Kirk Connors into the, the lizard, he transformed himself into a dinosaur man. And Eddie Brock says he turned himself into a dinosaur and he called himself Stegron. Actually, his name was already Dr. Vincent Stegron, said Liz. His name was Vincent Stegron. He turned himself into a focus up, says Liz. So Eddie is making fun of Stegron. What do you think of that, George? It sounds like Eddie's a real dumbass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he'll get a justice verse. Don't worry. I would disagree with you. Oh, anyway, 
uh, Liz talks about how Alchemex was doing research into rapid cell growth and repair for use on the battlefield, and they were unable to gain access to Dr. Kirk Connors' work, and the military transferred Stegron into our custody, and he was detained in a lab at one of our facilities where he tried to improve on his previous achievements. And Eddie goes, achievements? He developed a way to turn a person into a dinosaur. Likely an achievement. Eddie goes, my God, is one of those experiments where I, what I found in the sewer. Anyway, uh, way to piece it together, jackass. <laughs> so Liz, this guy's a crime fighter. God almighty. Yeah. So Liz says, yes, Stegron escaped last week with a handful of volunteers, test subjects, and most of the equipment from the lab where he was being held. So anyway, uh, so Liz says, Venom, go get Stegron from the sewer and we'll help you out with all your symbiotes, why he's going bad. So uh, Eddie goes down to the sewer, and he sees a bunch of uh, dinosaur men just hanging out like it's a it's a rave, like underground rave. Everybody's dancing around. Do, 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 stay growing, dinosaur man. Okay. Or like so, the Matrix show reloaded <laughs> when they're in the there, cave. There are <laughs> hundreds of them, and uh, one of the, the – ter- are the are the dinosaurs with the wings pterodactyls? Is that what they are? Yes, they are. Yeah. So the pterodactyl screams. And did you, know, you miss that day in dinosaur school? <laughs> I guess I did. God <laughs> Almighty! So the the pterodactyl screams, and as you know, venom doesn't like sound, and he uh, is weakened, and all of a sudden a tail hits Eddie Brock, which alone you should pick this book up by Eddie Brock. Get hit by a tail. How much is the book? It's four bucks, and I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to spend four dollars to pick up pick it up for one panel. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, uh, Stegron, who is sitting in a giant throne, looking like a badass. Look at that. He yeah, goes. He's like Conan the Barbarian or something. He, basically. He's like on the Game of Thrones. Stegron sitting on the Game of Thrones. And Stegron yep. says, "Quote what this? What's this? An intruder? No, my children, don't kill it." Bring him forward. You see what the mammals do, how they slink and spy. They are not proud and bold as we. They do not have thunder in their lungs. They do not belong in the new world that is about to be born, the world where you, my people, will crush the mammals beneath our feet and between our jaws, the world that Stegron, the dinosaur man, will bring born in blood and terror. And Eddie Brock is taken out in his own book with a tail lying unconscious with the symbiote just reeling from Stegron. Number one, you're acting surprised. Uh, <laughs> number, number two, uh, that was a really boss ass speech. It's a shame I'll never read it since it's an herpes number what? What issue is that? Venom one fifty one. One fifty one. It's an herpes one fifty one. I won't get to read it. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord President from YouTube. I should have Stegron. 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 So that one I liked. I liked because Stegron kicked a lot of ass. I'm going to give that one an A minus. All he did was I hit liked- somebody with his mighty tail. And he's <laughs> like a boss. I like oh, it. I like the art. Yeah, there's no other way for Stegron to sit, man. I like it. I like it. If Stegron is sitting, <laughs> he's sitting like a boss. Dude. If there if there was ever a time that you would pick up a Venom book, I thought it would be now, George. No, I don't. I don't like things that suck. <laughs> I suck. I give it an A. Venom sucks. Uh, where X Wolf says I, I get 
I give Brad's review a C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well done. That's well awesome. done. Uh, make dinosaurs great again, says Holy Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You started talking about the, uh, the new order with the Stegron. I, I oh. immediately started Are you in another outfit, Zach? Are you in a hoodie outfit now? <laughs> Hornetech earlier yeah. said that, said that uh, Zach was changing outfits like he's on an award show. <laughs> and that was the joke. Oh. Thank you, Hornetech. Oh, that's uh. funny. Lord President says it was a shame Stegron was never around for Planet Hulk. He could have stopped the world breaker with the tail. <laughs> JR, JR looks like he would really like us to get to the news. JR, yeah. you all right, man? I, 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 still got, I, still got, I still got some stuff to do. Okay, oh, we, we we got to close up with clones. I, uh, I don't think we have any other book. Oh, we got Spider Gwen uh, and two, two clones. Zach plowed through it. All right, here we go. <laughs> George, George, stop looking so exasperated. Anyway, uh, Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, issue number three, written. written... Oh. I, think that, I think right. that was, yeah, one of them. Go ahead, Zach. Right. Ben Rally, issue number three, written by Peter David, art by Mark Bagley. Rita, Dr. Rita, is uh, calling Ben uh, during Ben's attempt to buy himself some time from last issue. Rita fills Ben in that, she's, that she has told Kane everything thanks to his enhanced interrogation from last issue, and that he's headed, that Kane is headed to uh, her old office. Two mercenaries, Tango and Foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Attempt... Uh... This is the, that's the really that's really their names. Attempt to kill Kane. <laughs> Obviously, they're unsuccessful. Ben then tells them that he needs resources before getting uh, he gets bugged. Uh, literally, he gets a uh, tracker implanted in him, where she they use uh, as leverage to uh, basically they say if you get outside this hundred mile radius, your head will explode. And actually, oh, so like Suicide Squad. Uh, basically, yeah. <clears throat> but the, but the fact is, it doesn't actually explode. Meanwhile, Slate, the invulnerable security guard, gets a call. George is like George has just <laughs> left. He's like <laughs> is downstairs about to shake down. George, his George. ass needs to leave. He doesn't need to listen to this stuff. No, <laughs> I sat through your stuff there, Barryman. God, oh my. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Slate, the vulnerable security guard, gets a call. Ben is downstairs about to shake down Mandy, the girl he saved from issue one for the fifty buck that she owes him. Just as they start talking, three Spider-Men, a Spidey 2099, a regular Spidey, and Scarlet Spider. They begin to ask about Cassandra, the owner of the, of the casino, who's a blackmail specialist. Sounds like he had a stroke, but that's because he hasn't learned how to speak with a mask. <laughs> George! <laughs> I'm glad you're wearing pants, George. What's up? I said I'm you, glad you're wearing you pants. Walk back right into now. frame, uh, biting your mic or your headset. <laughs> well, it wasn't going to bite itself. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, Brad, get it out. Get it out. Go ahead. Enigma right. says George said f this. <laughs> and Lord Basically. President said George should have put a cut out version of himself for the clones in the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. I'm so sorry. 
Anyway, oh. Friendly Neighborhood sounds like he has a stroke, but that's because he hasn't learned how to speak with a mask. Slate shows back up, threatens to kill him, and then decides that he's going to snap Friendly Neighborhood's neck because, yes, that is this guy's nickname. <laughs> uh, then Scarlet fires Silly String in Slate's face. Obviously, this isn't very effective, and Ben has shows up to bail these guys out. That sounds That's about the right speed for a clone story. <laughs> silly String. I mean, uh, obviously, this isn't effective, and Ben shows up to Bill. Uh, was, God, you, got, you got me repeating myself. After getting them out of there, Ben confronts these losers. Non-Scarlet tells the actual Scarlet Spider that his costume is wrong. Now the, the colors are all wrong like Spider's side. <laughs> ben then coerces into turning it over his costume, and off he goes. Moral so, of the story, so, don't be a cop. So Ben Riley, who had a brand new suit as designed by Mark Bagley, Takes yep. the classic suit from the robber and then changes outfits in this book. Yes. Yeah. Well, this uh, is like the, the second story is don't be a cosplayer. Yeah, this is the second cosplayer don't costume be- that Ben Riley stole in this <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story, don't be a cosplayer about, around Ben Riley. Let me go. About uh, all right. All right. Issue number four, same same art team and same uh, writer PAD. Uh Kane returns to the warehouse that he held Rita in. She's gone, released by a bum named Artie in issue two. Suddenly, a missile comes into the building, and Kane confronts Tango and Foxtrot. Yeah, because reasons. Kane confronts Tango and Foxtrot, where he owns them like a boss. We then cut to Slate biting, uh, bribing the police to get him to question the surviving member of the gang. That what's funny? What's him. funny about this? And I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Zach, except that I do. Um, <laughs> is that back? Remember when Stella left? And I read mm-hmm. the top 10 things we can now do without Stella here, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very funny because I'm a funny man. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny Just don't bite your microphone. One of the things that I listed was that Michael Bailey could now talk freely about his love of all things furry. And I said that <laughs> Michael Bailey was coming out as a furry and would like for us to support his, his new fursona, as they call it in the fur uh, community, Foxtrot. So every time I hear Foxtrot, I think back to that Michael Bailey joke. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Lord President said the book should be called Ben Riley, the Kleptomaniac Scarlet Spider. <laughs> yeah. That's a true statement. Uh, All right. So we cut – I'm, I'm going to go back. Uh, we cut to uh, Slate bribing the police to get uh, the ability to question the surviving member of the gang that shot up the casino in issue one. After some uh, enhanced interrogation, he ends up talking. When Slate returns to the casino, he sees Kane, but he thinks it's Ben because they're wearing the same, you know, sunglasses and hat. What well, sunglasses? Because the sunglasses that Ben Riley wears in this book is reminiscent of Bret Hart. Anyway, uh, so not not Ben slash Kane is visiting the little girl who uh, Ben is trying to cure. He then gets escorted into his penthouse. Upon getting in, getting in, uh, uh, Kane sees the computer and starts trying to uh, log into the computer. He starts using every name he can think of: Gwen Stacy, Aunt May, uh, Forest Hills, Scarlet Spider, P- uh, Peter Parker. Well, he gets then he then gets told that the password actually is Kane. That was pretty funny. I <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, Ben tries to talk Kane down about how things uh, about how things are going, but uh, Kane is just not having it. Kane busts, literally busts him out the window. They fall literally. stories. Be- uh, they fall stories below, uh, below towards the ground, and Kane uh, 
Ben says, hey, look, I'm the Scarlet Spider. I'm not the Jackal anymore. And Kane goes, huh, no, sir, I'm the Scarlet Spider. They begin to fight. See next issue. Okay. What's your grade for the series? Uh, this is this is a B minus, barely. Uh, this is a C plus B minus book. Uh, this this has been a very painfully slow paced uh, book. This is this is. I, it feels I, like a pitcher just ran away. <laughs> he's done. He's out. Fled. <laughs> Pitcher's he, gone. Enough of the clones. <laughs> George, you started the trend. Every time a clone, <laughs> the review happens. Somebody yeah. leaves. <laughs> You know, uh, I just read that uh, Mark Bagley is leaving the book also. Uh, what? Yeah. Will, yeah. Will, Will Sliney is going to be taking over after issue six. Oh, man. Yeah. I just broke it to Zach. Uh, well, uh, Will <laughs> Sliney, he'll be, he'll be fine. He's I, solid on I, I, you I can't like blame it. Bagley for wanting to jump off of a dog of a book. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, I don't think it's even that. I think it's uh, he's doing like these like these little two page deals that are going to be across every single Marvel book and legacy. So mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna he's, his his workload just quadrupled probably. Yeah. Um. I mean, good, great. You, you can't go wrong with Mark Bagley drawing drawing these mm-hmm. characters. Uh, I like the fact that we had uh, the the little in joke where the three characters are twenty ninety nine friendly neighborhood. All three of these books. Thank God Bagley will be on the book for a long time to come. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's funny. Lord President and YouTube says uh, two guys who hate the name Scarlet Spider are fighting over the name Scarlet Spider. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty good. What's your grade, Zach? Oh, you you already said a B minus C plus. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. All right. Uh, We're not talking about clones anymore. So Spencer's back. Uh, <laughs> Lord, Lord, President, Lord President also said Bagley bounces after clones following the tradition. The tradition yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. He left in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach, you've got Spider Gwen. Oh, you're muted, Zach. Oh, you know what, Zach, you still there? Yeah, he's there. He's muted. He's there. It's like we lost his microphone. Did you hit something? I guess we have. Are you unplugged? You probably did. I, you know, uh, one of the members on uh, YouTube asked if we're going to be talking about uh, Edge of the Venomverse. I'd forgotten to sign that one, and I've read it. It's right here. Uh, oh I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it. I, you know, I when I originally signed up to buy this book, I didn't realize it was going to be ten issues. My gosh, that's a lot of books. Well, uh, you counted the Edge of the Ver- Venomverse thing, and you got the miniseries that's coming up. Like where, Exactly. Like, you got Venomverse, and then you got Edge of Venomverse. So this is so, – Brad, No, Brad, let me break it down for you. Yep. So between those two, right, you're going to be out at least 75 maybe 80 bucks <laughs> after you bought everything. How do you feel now? Like like I just read a clone book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like Marvel, like Marvel should have used KY? Uh, well, jeez. <laughs> Anyway, basically, Edge of the Venomverse is, from what I understand, each issue is going to set up uh, a character uh, yeah. that's going to be in the Venomverse. And this first issue is X-23. And the book is written by, let's see who wrote it, uh, yeah. Matthew Rosenberg and Roland Bosky. Now, the art okay. is very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. It's very gritty for an X-23 book. And basically, X-23 is in the um, 
Weapon X program. We- right? Weapon X program, exactly. And just so happens in the Weapon X program, they have a symbiote in a jar, and the symbiote mm-hmm. attaches to X-23. And to sum it up, basically, she also teams up with some some young kids, and she shares the symbiote costume with them. Is that, am I gathering that right, Mike? It sounds like you read it, too. I mean, no, I have. I mean, that's just. I, mean, I, I just by my assumption. I just going by this a little. I haven't actually oh, read okay. this, but I kind of. I had kind of basically besides- the basic. Yeah, but the basic premise is basically, from what I understand, it's like it's just they're just alternate versions of the heroes who just get venom yeah. symbiotes on them. Did anybody besides me read it? No, no one else. But you likes to throw away money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the the various uh, teen uh, heroes uh, get get a symbiote. They share venom, etc. And towards the okay. end. Uh, a a uh, giant portal appears, and uh, uh, X twenty three goes through it, and on the other side is another venomized hero, which is, is that Cap- Captain America. Is, is that Cap or Flash? No, I, 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 that looks that looks like Captain I, I, America. That's Captain America. I'm not, why am I thinking of Flash? Never mind. Maybe uh, it's Tom- Captain America as Cap- Flash. Tom knows. Time to forget your schoolyard fights. We've got a war to win. To be continued. Mm-hmm. So the next Still issue we- is going to be a venomized uh, Gwenpool. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, You're going to buy that. C minus <laughs> out of me. I mean, the art's good, but my gosh. You're going to buy that next issue. I've already pre-ordered You're gonna it. You're going to buy that whole thing, and it's going to sit in a box, <laughs> and then in like 15 years – you will have never looked at it again, and then you're going to put it on eBay for about half of what you paid for it. I, I need I need an intervention. You do need an intervention <laughs> right next to your right next to your <laughs> like your '90s image. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you can sell it right along next to your '90s image comics. There, did uh, the, anybody uh, on the uh, I, watching it now read the book? Are they yeah. excited about Venomverse? Zach, do it's we have- just going to be Spiderverse with Venom. That's Zach, all it's going to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Zach, do we have your mic back? <laughs> No, we don't have. I don't think we, we do. We don't have Zach's mics back. Uh, he's cussing right he's now. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't don't tell him. It's okay. Uh, just act act like you listen to him. Yeah, that's a good point, Zach. Oh, Let's man. just move the hell on. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, that's the wrap for this episode. Any other? <laughs> Zach, like, wait, oh, wait, oh, no. Zach, wait. Let's see if we can get Zach back. <laughs> Zach just kind of like, no. Let's see if we can get him. Even back. he ran away from the clones. <laughs> Poor Zach. Uh, but this is like, see, so right. I, just I think, I think that's at the wrap on this episode. What's gone along. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do. Are you back, Zach? Oh, 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 I heard yes. something. Working fine, buddy. Everything's great. Let's move forward. Talk, talk. All right. All right. All right. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, six. there you are. All right. Real quick. All right. Spider Gwen, uh, uh, wrap this show up, bud. Spider Gwen. All right. So, Spider Gwen is in Matapore. Harry Osborne is turning into the lizard. Uh, Matt Murdock and uh, Foggy Nelson uh, basically have this giant plan to get, uh, get uh, the rhino out. Uh, on a technicality, so they, the mistrial has been declared. Uh, the Rhino then decide uh, we had uh, uh, Gina Wolf show up and, and visit with uh, George Stacy, and basically saying, you know, you, you're not safe here. 
Well, then the rhino shows up and he's here to collect a debt. And uh, Wolverine and I think uh, X-23 showed up. Uh, I, I don't know. I, look, I haven't been reading Spider-Gwen for a while. Uh, I only I only picked, did this one because I, I knew Ashley wasn't going to be on here. So this is a C for me. Our work is okay, um, but I am really confused as to what's going on, and I feel like I have, I'm so lost. It's not one of those things where I can immediately pick it up and, and just know what, what's going on. I kind of figured out through context clues, but good lord, this is uh, it's just a, it's. I don't really care. Why is why is Matt Murdock suddenly a bad guy? I mean, it's I, just that you because he just is. It's an alternate universe. Yeah, He's gone. No. And his nickname is Murder Doc for some reason. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what she has it has it in her phone as is Murder Doc, which is kind of cute. But you know, again, yeah. I, I, you know, woo, Spider Gwen, yay! All right. <laughs> All right.